It's not unusual to find plenty of wine caves and wine cellars in wine country. What is unusual is discovering a sophisticated broadcast facility inside these well-protected and often top-secret chambers. But maybe it really isn't that surprising that America's number one wine broadcast originates from the soul of wine country. And it is our great privilege to do all we can to inspire you. If you drink wine simply because, well, it's a drink, we've got our work cut out. For literally thousands of years, wine has fueled celebrations, ended conflicts, and provided the ultimate connection between one human being and another. It makes food taste better, lifts spirits, sparks our imagination, and beckons us to slow down and love life. If that all sounds good to you, you're in the right place. So sit back, clear your head, put any worries you have on hold, and join us as we go in search of this week's Grape Encounter. But be warned, we speak a much different language than what you typically experience in most wine-centric environments. But you didn't come here because you're ordinary, did you? Good, because your host, David Wilson, is here to take you far, far away from the beaten path. Here's David. And it is time for your weekly grape encounter. And I am thrilled to death that today I get to talk to, at length, the guy who I think is the ultimate renaissance man, not just in the wine industry, but in life itself. He is the founder, owner, winemaker of Artivino. We've had him on uh, a few times now, but it's been a long time since we've talked to Tom Rodriguez. And Tom is on the line right now, and it is a completely different world, Tom, than the last time you and I spoke. How you doing? Are you staying safe? Am I staying safe? Yeah, that's how everybody says hi now. You staying safe? Oh, you staying safe? Yeah. Yeah, We're living in a a different world, David. That's for sure. Yeah, they definitely do say that. As as for me, they kind of don't really care. (laughs) I don't really get it. (laughs) Trying to find humor in this is is sometimes difficult because of the amount of people that are dying and and the amount of people that are getting sick. It's sad to see because... um, it's growing and people are still in denial about it. And, you, you know, you got the country divided on masks or no masks. And I never thought in my age I would live to see something like this. Um, and it, yeah, I think it's compounded by, you know, the political happenings and that are, that are going on, too. Well, I do want to say one thing about that, though. And I mean this very sincerely. Hey, everybody, knock it off. Just because we have a crisis in our midst doesn't mean that we should set aside our civility. When people do that to me, I just, they're gone. They're not in my life because they've had a long time to learn how to behave and there are right and wrong ways to deal with things. And I know we're all frustrated, very frustrated. We, it's, it's unbelievable what we're dealing with right at the moment, but I just don't see the purpose in letting our tempers flare. You don't even have a temper, Tom. <laughs> 
Well, I do, but I think that you're hitting on it. I think that we all need to be kind and be humble. We're all flawed human beings. You know, we can learn from each other. We can learn by setting good examples and be kind to our brothers and sisters and just treat everybody with kindness. There's so much of the opposite of that going around that, you know, it's like a coin. Flip the coin over. There's another side. You can look at life in a negative way or you can turn the coin over and see it in a positive way. You know, by the way, uh, there are some coins that have like an eagle on the back, right? <laughs> so when you when you flip the coin over, you're giving somebody the bird. <laughs> Oh, see, there you go. Man. Well, and by the way, you know, we do still laugh on this show, and I will continue to do that. I I take this very seriously, all of this, and I never want to make light of it. But at the same time, we, we do need to make the best of our lives right now. And you can have a pretty cool life right now if you just change the way that you operate and start introducing things into your life that weren't there before. When we can't have things exactly the way it used to be, but the truth is, and this is something we're going to talk about at length today. The truth is the opportunities out there are insane and to, 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 to discover things that you would have not discovered before and to do things that you wouldn't have had in your regimen before. So we'll get into that a bit, but let's first, Tom, get into Artivino and your winery. It's incredible, the wines that you make there. You have earned so many amazing scores and awards, and the setting that you are in right now would make anybody jealous. You're in the Anderson Valley, Mendocino County, California. It is such a laid back place, not that far from Napa and Sonoma, but on the other hand, it is a much more, can I say backwoods kind of community? I mean, you guys are just much simpler. There isn't that sort of she-she quality there. You're more of a biscuits and gravy kind of place, right? Well, yeah, it's it's a lot more rustic than Napa and Sonoma. Um, we're a little further out. We're 100 miles north of San Francisco. And Anderson Valley is like 20 miles inland from the main highway, Highway 101, towards the coast. So it's fairly remote. You know, I, I live in an area where everybody has a minimum of 160 acres. Wow. And I'm looking across the valley right here, and there's... Um, my neighbor across the street, they have 15,000 acres of ancient redwoods and stuff. Good grief. Redwood preserve, the Maillard Redwood Preserve. And so I can see one house. It's about a mile away, but everything else is trees. So we, we know all about social distancing up here. <laughs> so it's kind of the way of life. And we had very, very low count of COVID up until some of this last reopening of churches and things like that when it started spreading. But it's still under... 300 people of all of Mendocino County. It's still growing, but it's in, in comparison to a lot of other places, you know, but the population is very low here too. But it is rustic. It's beautiful. It's country. Uh, Mendocino was a logging area many years ago, 100 plus years ago, and then the sheep farmers rolled in. And then the cannabis people came in the 60s, and then they started planting grapes in the 70s. And now it's pretty much vineyards through the valley here and some commercial illegal cannabis growers as well. You were into cannabis in your region long before anybody was talking about legalizing it. There are certain neighbors of yours who probably said, what? It's not legal? (laughs) Well, they say there's two types of people that live in Mendocino County. People that say they grow that are growing and the people that say they're not growing that are growing. (laughs) It was sort of the way of life during the 60s and you know, people were able to get away from the city and after the summer of love they came up this way and, and 
and homesteaded, basically. I bought this ranch 20 years ago from the people who homesteaded. It was part of a 6,000-acre ranch that was broken up back in the late 60s, early 70s. And, you know, walking around the property years ago, I found irrigation pipes going up trees where they had bags where they were growing cannabis in the trees. What? So it was pretty rural back then. I mean, that was those are the days you could go to prison for 25 years, you know, if you were caught growing or whatever. But So <clears throat> we focused on grapes, and uh, we farm organically and sustainably. Most folks up here in Mendocino County do. And it's it's a beautiful place to live. There's, uh, there's lots of wildlife here. Um, in fact, we get a lot of dead deer. We think they have a mountain lion that's running loose up here. But the folks that live here are all from all types of life. Um, people that were born and raised up here, people that have come from outside the state and the country. Um, and like myself, I came, was born and raised in the Bay Area and moved up here 20 years ago. So it's, uh, it's a, it's a beautiful place to live. It is. In California, it, on one highway here. It's Highway 128, the scenic highway. And it starts in Cloverdale and ends at the coast of Mendocino, the opening of the Navarro River where it meets the ocean. And you run through the rolling hills, through the vineyards, the 11 miles of redwood trees, and then boom, you're at the coast. It's totally breathtaking. We'll get into what's available for you to enjoy there in just a moment. But I we're going to take a break. But before I even do that, I, I said at the beginning when we first started talking, that you are the ultimate renaissance man, but I didn't completely say why. And it has to do with the fact that you not only grow grapes, you not only make wine, you are a very well-known and respected artist. And when I say artist, we're talking about not just canvas, but we're talking about stained glass. You uh, are also somebody... (laughs) who does things like raising animals and turning them into sausage and lots of other things that you do. I mean, it's like there's nothing that you don't do. And I and you're just living the life, city boy. What in the world? Living the dream. Yeah. It's beautiful. Thank you. All right. We're talking to Tom Rodriguez. He is the founder, owner, winemaker of Artivino, and he's got a very interesting resume. We'll get into some of that, but we're going to mostly talk today about how to have a good life right now, right now. If you're a wine lover, wine enthusiast, you don't have to wait for a year or two years. You can enjoy your life really a whole lot if you just uh, take our advice. So we'll uh, dish that out in just a second as we continue with Grape Encounters Radio. You know, even though I spend almost every waking hour trying to track down all things wine, Total Wine & More is always several steps ahead. Total Wine doesn't just sell the same old, same old. They're always busy forging relationships with the best producers so that they're able to provide exceptional wines that are exciting and new to you at incredible prices. And for a contactless experience, try their curbside pickup option. Simply order online for an easy new way to shop at TotalWine.com. In Greek mythology, we learn the mysterious connection between walnuts and wine. When Dionysus, the god of wine, fell in love with Princess Caria of Laconia, her sisters tried to prevent the romance, so Dionysus turned them into rocks. He also turned his beloved Caria into a walnut tree. She was, after all, a hard nut to crack. 
At mmorganics.com in Paso Robles, California, Walnuts and Wine is the ultimate love story. You'll flip over their 100% organic port-style dessert wines and organic heirloom walnut products, including sprouted snacking walnuts in five awesome flavors, irresistible raw organic walnut butter, free trade chocolate-covered walnuts, and for bakers, MM Organics produces 100% gluten-free walnut flour, estate walnut oil, and of course, their crazy delicious raw walnuts. Get all their products online at mmorganics.com. That's mmorganics.com. Summer is here, invigorating our state of mind and sparking desires for things that complement our playful mood. Yep, our barbecues are already working overtime, cranking out slabs of baby backs that pair perfectly with light, crisp summer sippers. And if you need a little inspiration, check out the summer wine list that no one can resist. It's Total Wine & More's Top 12 Summer Wines, featuring a truly eclectic cross-section of wines, all under $20 and many under $10. Plus, Total Wine & More is offering summer wine bundles that save you up to $24 on a variety pack of wine. And now that we've all gotten into curbside buying, you can order online at TotalWine.com and pick up your order in the store or just outside for a contactless experience. The best lineup of super low-priced summer wines is just a click away at TotalWine.com. was ever a hillbilly winemaker it would be the person that i've got on the line right now tom rodriguez he is the owner founder winemaker at artavino which is in the anderson valley in mendocino county i i'm sorry tom i shouldn't call you a hillbilly but it's not a bad label really right well yeah I, you know it depends when, you, when i think of hillbilly i think of the beverly hillbilly if i saw that show as a kid well, so those are pretty interesting folks. Well, they had a lot of money too. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. There's a little difference there. <laughs> so let's let's dive. I like to think of myself as more of a farmer than a hillbilly, but that's okay. I would love to be a hillbilly right now. Just have you know my little cabin with smoke coming out of the chimney, and you know sitting on the porch with my corn cob pipe, which would just have tobacco in it. Anyway, and just loving loving life. Let's talk about loving life for a second. First of all, California has some of the strictest rules in effect right now when it comes to being out and about. But to be clear, people can come visit you, right? Yes, we are under the uh, current COVID protocol. We have an outdoor tasting area and tasting rooms that um, have outdoor space are willing are able to open. Indoor only tasting rooms um, cannot um, because of COVID. So we were able to open up about four weeks ago and we have uh, barrels that we've rolled out in the front we have picnic tables and and we're able able to take tasters by appointment they call in for an appointment we schedule the time and we wear masks and gloves and we have sanitation hand sanitizers on each barrel the little vase of flowers and tasty notes of the wine that each person is um, given a glass with by our uh, staff with a glove 
person, you know, or their hands or gloves. And then after they're done tasting, then the customer places their glass into a, um, basically it's a bendeja, it's a picking bin that we have um, uh, soapy water. And then from that point, they go and get sanitized and washed but by picking up the bin. So <clears throat> once you are handed a glass, then it's your glass until you leave, and then you place it in the, the bendeja. And this way, it's uh, the barrels are 10 to 12 feet apart. And so people are able to talk to each other. Um, masks aren't required except while tasting, of course. Um, so you have to come in with a mask and, um, uh, seems to be working. Uh, we did have a whole group of Porsches to come up the driveway the other day. Really? We already had eight people. People, Yeah, we have the annual Porsche Club luncheon here. Um, but I guess some people didn't get the memo that we can't have large groups. So unfortunately, those folks had to be turned away. But, or, you know, they could make an appointment and come back. But if we have eight people out there and there's you know more cars come up the driveway, um, usually we schedule appointments so that they're, they're uh, 40 minutes apart. So, so let me jump in for a second sure. because I, I know your place. I've been there. You've got tons of space. Could you hypothetically spread things out so you could have, you know, a much larger number of people as long as they were socially distanced? Or is there a rule that I'm not aware of that prevents you from going over a certain number of visitors? I don't know. Well, there is, you know, it depends upon where you are. And up here where, you know, eight to ten people is considered a large group. Yeah. As long as there's uh, social distancing, you're okay. Um, you can, if you do, if you, let's say you were on a winery with an indoor tasting room and you have outdoor space and you're not licensed for the outdoor space, TTB and ABC are now granting licenses to expand your tasting area. So wineries that are innovative can, like some of the smaller restaurants, have now put their tables outside. Yeah. And, and so uh, folks could expand into their parking lot, etc., um, you know, with umbrellas and, and barrels or whatever to taste, just as long as you don't exceed 10 pe- people. So how do you get around that sort of creepy feeling that I think so many people get when, when there are masks involved and sanitation products and, and gloves and all of that and, you know, just that incredible amount of being careful that you have to exercise, you know, it does feel like awkward and like you can't really dive completely into the moment. What are you seeing from people? Are they able to just, you know, laugh it off and get on with things and, and not be well, I think it's distracted starts, by that? I think it starts with, yeah, I think it starts with your staff and your attitude. You know, our slogan is, in there is strangers, leave as friends. So when people come walking up, you know, we greet them with enthusiasm, even though we have a mask on, they can still hear us. And so we greet them and you make it you make it comfortable. You make it seem like, you know, they're family and they're coming home. And I think it's pretty much you got to set the tone with your attitude and, and be friendly. Be kind to other people. Be nice. Be humble and be friendly. And, and that automatically sets people in a very a much more comfortable zone. Um, and, it, and it works with us. And we have a lot of uh, repeat customers. We have a big wine club and they um, a lot of our people that have been coming up here have been stuck at home for the last three months and they want out. And so they come up and spend, you know, time up here in the, in the wine country and, and they feel relaxed and they know us and we know them by name. And so, you know, we just try to, to set the tone um, so that they do feel comfortable and they see us um, following the protocol. And so it's not like they're the only ones. You know, everybody's doing this. You know, we're, we're all keeping I'm keeping you safe by wearing this mask. You're keeping me safe by wearing that mask. And so that's we, t- we try to portray a 
warm, fuzzy environment that we've had before, before COVID. And we've just adapted to the, the, the new protocol. And, um, you know, most people are you know, get it. And, and some people don't want to wear a mask and we ask them to wear a mask. If they don't have one, then we give them one and they take it home with them. So explain this to me though. I come in and I'm wearing a mask when I come in, but when I sit down, can I take it off at that point or do I have to literally wear it until a glass is in front of me? We don't set the rules that strictly. Usually people walk up and we say, here's, this is your barrel. Um, here's your two glasses and here's the first. Chardonnay, for example. Uh, here's our list. Uh, enjoy. I'll be right back with a, another taste in a few minutes. So we don't hang out with them and we, we let them have their space. And typically what happens is people push their mask below their chin. You know, their right. the straps are still hanging over, over their ears and they just push it below their chin. They take a sip. And if there's other people within distance, they'll slip their mat as they're talking to an, another group. They'll just push their mask back up and that's, you know, and then we keep our masks on all the time. And people that are comfortable with wearing masks, um, and I think we all did this during Halloween. <laughs> Just, right, yeah. <laughs> think, of, think of that. I mean, for years, we couldn't wait to put a mask on. Why is it such a big deal now? Uh, maybe we should just make more fun masks, you know. Maybe. Well, that's that's exactly right, and I want to talk about that in just a second, but we're going to have to take a little bit of a break here. It's Tom Rodriguez of Art Divino in the Anderson Valley in Mendocino County, California. Wow. You talk about one of the most beautiful places in this country, and especially, man, springtime there is so breathtaking. You just, it's unimaginably beautiful, but even in the summertime, it's beautiful in its own uh, different way. There's no place on earth that I can think of that I love any more than the Anderson Valley. And by the way, there is no person on earth that I can think of that I love any more than Tom Rodriguez at Art Divino. Oh, you're killing me. You know what? The guy's a good-looking guy, but he's a great winemaker, and he's a great chef, too, which we've got to squeeze a little cooking stuff in, Tom, as well, before we end our conversation. So, Tom, hang with me, will you? And we'll be back in a flash, okay? And by the way, I'm doing this entire show with a mask on. It's that mask from Phantom of the Opera, and it looks really super cool on me. We'll be right back. We like to talk about wine. Did you know that there's a lot more going on in the world of Grape Encounters than what you hear each week on the radio show? If your answer is no, it means that you're not as plugged into our wild, wacky, and wonderful world of wine. But we can fix that right now. I really want to share a lot more with you than what we're able to do during the weekly show. Like wine recommendations, interesting ways you can play with your wine, information about upcoming wine happenings, and even recipes I've developed just for you. There are two things you can do to get plugged in. First, join the Grape Encounters Radio group page on Facebook. Make sure it's the group page. Or you can sign up for our mailing list at GrapeEncounters.com. In coming weeks, I'll be doing giveaways, offering free online parties exclusively for you, and a lot more. Please, don't miss out. Connect with me on Facebook or at GrapeEncounters.com. Words can be very confusing. When you're crazy, people say that you're nuts. But what if you're crazy about nuts? 
Well, that doesn't mean that you should be sent to the funny farm. It means that you should be sent to the farm of MM Organics, the producers of organic heirloom walnuts and walnut products that are so incomparably unique and delicious, other nuts will be reduced to wallflowers. Whoops, there we go with those crazy meanings of words again. After all, if being a wallflower means disappearing into the background, then why does being a walnut from MM Organics mean standing out from the rest? Confused? Well, you won't be when you discover the glorious deliciousness of walnut halves, baking pieces, fair trade chocolate-covered walnuts, and other scrumptious walnut products from MM Organics. Learn more and order yours at mmorganics.com, where you'll also find our utterly irresistible two-horse Portuguese dessert wine that everyone goes nuts for. Get crazy at mmorganics.com. We're back with more Grape Encounters. Hey, please do us an enormous favor and like us on Facebook. It's the very best way to learn about other opportunities that we may not share on the broadcast. Also, join our mailing list on GrapeEncounters.com. Listeners on our contact list receive some exclusive opportunities. Become an insider. Enough said. Here's your wine captain, David Wilson. Okay, so I have a story for you. Some years ago, there was a wonderful young artist who was also the world's biggest baseball fan. And so he came up with this idea. He started doing these amazing, uh, more than portraits, because it was they were full-bodied pieces with legendary baseball players on the canvas. And what he did was he literally rented out Candlestick Park in San Francisco. And he put these life-size figures, these incredible works of art, in the proper position, center field, first base, whatever. It was such an amazing scene. I didn't get to go to it. I've seen photographs of it. And what's sort of very timely about it is, despite the fact that the most famous players in baseball history were all over the field, the stands were basically empty. And <laughs> I'm laughing about it because that's exactly what's happening right now. <laughs> you can go see baseball greats. Uh, you can't go see them. They're standing in, they're playing ball rather in stadiums that are empty. Tom Rodriguez, talk about this for a second. You did something I've never heard of before. And this is one of the, I think, tremendous highlights of your life, is it not? Yeah. Well, yes, it was. It's, um, I, I've been a fan and a player up until six, you know, turned 62 a few years ago. Played in the men's senior baseball league for a long time. Um, but I've always been a big fan of baseball, been a giant fan, grew up in the Bay Area. And I did this painting in my studio of Babe Ruth. I had this um, visitor came to my gallery in, in San Rafael, and he walked in. He says, hey, Tom Rodriguez. I said, yeah, how can I help you? He said, well, he reached his hand out, and uh, he said, hi, my name is Bob Wood. I'm Smokey Joe Wood's son. Okay. And the hair on my arm stood up, and I was like, whoa. And he said, I've got some of my dad's memorabilia. Would you like to see it? And I said, of course. So he went out to his car, and he got a couple of suitcases uh, full of his dad's stuff. And we spent a couple hours looking over photographs of him and Babe Ruth and Luke Gehrig. I mean, his dad and Babe Ruth and Luke Gehrig, and then actually he was the bat boy for the Yale baseball team when Smokey Joe quit playing professional and became the coach at Yale. Wow. 
And um, so there's all this fantastic memorabilia. So after a couple hours, I bought some of the photographs and things from him. And, and I was in my studio one night, and I did a painting in Babe Ruth as a rookie at bat. And I went home, and I had a dream. And I saw these paintings on the field at Candlestick Park. And I woke up going, oh, my God, this would be incredible. So I started a three-year project and took a year and a half of negotiating with Major League Baseball and Candlestick and the city of San Francisco to pull it off. And I hired actors um, from a casting agency that looked like some of these ball players. In fact, Shamar Moore, when he was just beginning his career, uh, he was one of my outfielders. And uh, he's now on Criminal Minds or the SWAT team, I think, or whatever it is on TV now. Anyway, it was fantastic. It was a dream come true. It was like my field of dreams that I painted. And they were concerned about people walking on the grass and, um, and how many people would show up. So they made me charge people. I wanted people to come in for free, but they made me charge people. So I charged people $10 for uh, admission, and then I donated all the money to the wives of the Negro League players who I painted, who got nothing. How awesome. How awesome. And also the um, the uh, Giants Community Fund, which uh, benefits the kids in the Bay Area to allow them to play ball. And 2,000 people showed up. It sold out. Um the irony in the connection with COVID baseball is this was in 1993. It was July 11th, 1993 when the exhibit happened. And the next year, baseball went on strike. First time ever. First time the World Series wasn't played. Wow. And this year, you've got baseball starting July 24th with nobody in the stands except for cardboard cutouts, which is kind of like my paintings. I mean, the, there is some, you know, there is a correlation. Yeah, some parallels there for sure. Yeah. Yeah, or parallels. Yeah. And uh, in fact, I was watching the game last night and seeing all these cutouts behind, which gave me another idea. Anyway, it was it was a really exciting thing for me to, to, have a, to have a dream like that and to pull it off. I'm sorry, but I, I've got to ask you this question. What became of those paintings? Yeah, I've sold. Well, one of them is, it hangs in the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, which I'm very proud of. Oh, wow. Me bragging, right? Wow. And I've sold, there was 30 paintings altogether, and I've sold oh, probably more than a little more than half. And so I'm still, I still sell the stuff. I have some of it in the tasting room. So let me, talk, let me talk about that for a second. It's a very serious subject. There, there are so many people like you out there. They're small independent winemakers. And it's really next to impossible to survive in this environment, no matter what you do. What kind of conversations are going on between you and your comrades who are in the same position? Can't even imagine what those discussions are like. Or are you just able to laugh it off? Well, some are, some aren't, as far as the laughter goes. But everybody's looking for the next golden ticket, you know, Um, because tasting rooms were direct-to-consumer is now the way to to uh, sell your wine. We did about 96% direct to consumer. The rest was through restaurants and, and grocery stores. Well, restaurants are closing and selling off their wine collections because restaurants aren't able to open. Um, so distribution is taking a, com- a really big hit. Um, people that were distribution mostly are now sucking air because uh, no one's, you know, the restaurants aren't buying. Right. So they're not, you know, in, in the grocery stores are limited. Um, but the direct fits consumer is uh, shipping is the way to go. And so we've been spending a lot of time with uh, with social media, Instagram, uh, where Artivino Wines is our Instagram handle. And we would post videos and we post sales and we post images of my wife and I cooking and um 
And so we, we add recipes to our tastings. And, and so it's interacting through social media um, for two reasons. A, um, that's where the new market is going to come from. The baby boomer market are getting old, drinking less, dying and getting sick, unfortunately. And, um, you know, the millennials are close to 40 years old now. So we're, Heck. you know, we're dealing with that. Our competition is craft beer, craft cocktails and cannabis. And young people are like, yeah, my parents drink wine. I'm just getting into it. They really don't have any brand loyalty yet. So they're, they're experimenting. So the way to get to them is social media. You know, I used to laugh at these kids, you know, they all be sitting around the table and everybody's looking at their phone, you know, and I'm thinking, what, the, what kind of socializing is that? Well, as it turns out, I'm looking at my phone all the time now <laughs> because yeah. Instagram is, is, is happening and uh, stories, you know, I thought a story was something written. It's not. It's a visual thing on Instagram. And it lasts for a few minutes and then it goes away. So, you know, if you want to stay in touch and see what's going on, then Instagram, Pinterest, uh, Facebook, all things, all those types of things are, are what we talk about when we get together. So I think it's really important to point out the fact that if you have not really been uh, trying to continue your wine life in a different way online, you ought to do it because the there there are so I mean what what winemakers are doing right now online is purely unbelievable it would have been unimaginable uh, just a few months ago Uh, the opportunities include being able to have conversations face to face with some of the most respected winemakers in the world albeit online Uh, the opportunities include incredible incredible bargains on wine right now because a winemaker would much rather, I think, sell their wine at a 25% discount and, and keep their business going than to have to shut their doors and then have to liquidate wine. So, you know, they're pulling out all the stops. Yeah, there's virtual wine tastings. I mean, think of six months ago, a year ago. Who would pay for a virtual wine tasting when you could go to the winery and taste wine? Well, now you can't. So you, um, they, they have virtual wine tastings where you can buy the bottles in advance. You set up a Zoom meeting and you're there talking to the people. They could, they can, they can chime in and, and uh, talk about what they're experiencing. And it's, you know, it's, it's starting to take off. I mean, there's a number of Napa wineries that are doing this. Sonoma, um, only a couple in Mendocino at this point um, that are actually doing those. We're, I'm going to be doing one for Wine Song on Pinot Noir. And so, you know, it's, um, it's sort of the new normal. Tom, I'm sorry. I really have to stop for just a second here because we need to take a commercial break. So if you wouldn't mind, hold your thought. We're talking to Tom Rodriguez. He is, he's one of my faves. I mean, truly, truly does so many creative and interesting things. And you can taste his creativity in the wines of Art Divino. And I want to talk about those wines when we return with Grape Encounters Radio. Today's edition of Grape Encounters is brought to you by Total Wine and More. Every week, we encourage you to look beyond the ordinary and seek the extraordinary. That's why you definitely want to check out Winery Direct at Total Wine & More. These products are identified by the yellow shelf tag in the store or online. The selection includes more than 2,000 of their 8,000 wines, and you can be confident that you're getting the highest quality wines produced by some of the world's most renowned winemakers at the best price. Winery Direct is one of the many things that makes Total Wine and More so unique. Order today at TotalWine.com. We'll be back with more Grape Encounters Radio right after this. We've got to take a breather for a minute or two. Don't go away. Remember, if we don't let the wine breathe, 
it's impossible for the show to be done in good taste. If you're a frequent Grape Encounters radio listener, you know that our show is all about inclusiveness. For far too long, wine consumers have felt left out, simply because a small minority of, well, let's call them out, wine snobs have dominated the conversation. For 12 years, it's been my mission to give you, the wine enthusiasts that just want to have fun, a front row seat to everything that's cool about wine. And while we have a very intimate thing going on here, I've been thinking that we can take things where no radio or TV program has gone before. And so beginning next week, I'm inviting you and your friends to get together with me for a private online party. This isn't a big streaming free-for-all event. It's you, me, and your guests. You decide what you want to talk about, we'll set a time, then it's party time. So email me using the contact form at GrapeEncounters.com. Tell me a little bit about how we can make this fun for you, and I'll respond to as many requests as I can. Just drop me a note at GrapeEncounters.com. Even though I spend almost every waking hour trying to track down all things wine, Total Wine & More is impossible to keep up with. That's because they have a team of experts constantly searching every corner of the world for amazing wines priced so you can enjoy them on any occasion, like tomorrow. They're always busy forging relationships with the best producers so that they're able to provide exceptional wines that are exciting and new to you at incredible savings. And of course, your faves will be there too. New discoveries, must-have favorites, and more than 8,000 choices to explore online with your handy device while you soak up some shade. Visit Total Wine & More in person, or if you prefer a contactless experience, order online at TotalWine.com and pick up your order in the store or curbside. And for awesome summer wines, all under $20 and many under $10, be sure to check out their summer wines list at TotalWine.com. If you are sitting at home twiddling your thumbs and are just totally bummed because you can't go out and have any fun, I'm here to tell you, you can, but you got to seek out these opportunities. You've got to plan them the right way. you got to just sort of, you know, follow the blueprint and you'll have a wonderful life. And somebody who can help you have that wonderful life is Tom Rodriguez, an amazing artist. By the way, I should mention, Tom, that one of the things that you're most famous for is Probably the most iconic wine label, I think, of all times, and that's Farniente's label. They make astonishing wines, and you were a young guy doing stained glass, right? And they loved that and said, can you translate that into a wine label? How long ago was that? 1978 for the 1979 first release of Chardonnay from Farniente. They were just greenhorns, and now they're, I mean, they're certainly one of the most iconic, respected brands out there, and you still continue to work on labels for them, don't you? Well, I have. I've done five of them. Um, I did Fardiente, Dolce, Nickel and Nickel, En Route, and their latest one was Bella Union. They have five different labels, five different wineries. They call it now the Farniente family of wineries. And um, yeah. Are, are, you do, are you doing any more painting now than you normally do? Are you doing more than you used to do because you've got more time? Or maybe you don't have more time because you're having to hustle to find ways to, yeah. to bring in income. Which way does it go? Well, it, it, I used to do. You know, I'm, I'm at that age where used to is one of my most common words. Um, 
that I use. I actually am working, I'm redesigning the, our Artivino label right now. Um, this, in fact, I worked on it last night. And I do a couple of uh, projects. You know, I got I did a lot of drawing, a lot of pastel drawings this last um, winter and spring. So I'm working on in art as recreation. I am I'm, I like to build a series of something and then release it. So I'm not doing it as much. The ranch and, and the winery take most of my time. Um, it's more of an evening or morning. I call it my morning meditation. Well, yeah, you, maybe what you ought to do is do a series of people that are engaged in the act of loving wine, whether it's drinking it or making it, but wearing masks at the same time. <laughs> anyway, uh, Tom Rodriguez, uh, is the uh, founder of Art Divino. And, you know, we were talking about Farniente. Uh, I had somebody that came into our tasting room because we pour your wines and they saw your bottle and they said, you know, that reminds me of Farniente because <laughs> it, it's sort of a similar kind of feel. It's not a knockoff, but but I think there's also, by the way, there's similarities between your wines and their wines. The style is not all that different. I love the style of your Chardonnays and your Pinot Noirs. You know I'm not a Pinot lover, but I love yours. And and these are wines that just get incredible scores consistently. Gold medals, double golds, best of class. It's amazing how you've done. How much of an influence were the Nichols, uh, the people who uh, well, fa- founded Farniente? Well, they were an influence. I was a wine collector right after high school up until I bought the winery 20 years ago. And I rode motorcycles for all these Napa guys. So I learned about n- new wine from them, but I was collecting old French wine. And um, my family were, were farmers, so my, my grandfather taught me how to farm. And he always told me, if you get your fruit ripe, the rest is easy. And he was about half ripe. And uh, so... It was just having the passion for the wine to begin with, and then, uh, but they didn't really influence my winemaking. Um, I hired a consultant named Carrie Damsky, who actually um, helped me with the chemistry part because I was an artist in school. I didn't show up to my chemistry class. I thought, what do I need that for? Well, little did I know, at forty-seven, I would become a winemaker. So. I was going to say, if you got to learn, those are definitely the kind of people that you want to have mentor you, uh, certainly. Um, we don't have very much time, and I, I want to just address straight on the uh, subject of getting out of your house and getting into some wonderful experiences. And by the way, you know, when you go to a place like Anderson Valley and, and you want to just enjoy the beautiful forests that are nearby um, or, you know, take a wonderful hike, you don't have to wear a mask. You can just be a normal person and not even worry about that. But for the person who is thinking, you know what, this weekend I want to get away. First of all, you can fly if you're coming from other parts of the country. And I have two brothers that have been uh, flying a bit recently, and they say that it's really, really amazing uh, the precautions that the airlines are taking. So I don't feel uncomfortable with uh, suggesting that you do that. I think they're really going above and beyond where that is concerned. You can still rent cars. You can still catch an Uber. And even though I just read this morning that 8,000 U.S. hotels could close in September, that's just an astonishing number. But Airbnbs are going strong. And so there's a good way to get out, stay in a new environment and not have to be around a lot of people. Uh, Then, Tom, I'm going to let you take it. Every winery that you want to visit, you have to call them, right? Yes. 
that's highly recommended too. And we even post our uh, phone number down at the bottom of the road on our sandwich board, you know, call for an appointment. And if you call now, <laughs> drive up half a mile to the tasting room. If we have room, we'll take you. If we you might have to wait 10 minutes for someone to leave, but people don't hang out for hours like they used to. But it, it's a good way to do it. Uh, everybody recommends um, appointments. And then you you can get a really nice tasting and a good experience. We're open Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, 11 to 5. And, and we'll take you, if you're coming by on Thursday, Thursday or Wednesday, and you want to come see us, just give us a call. Our phone number is 707-895-3001. If you want to see what we have, you can visit our website at maplecreekwine.com. And our Instagram page is Artavina Wines and is our handle. So check us out there. Check out our website. Come uh, look at us on Facebook. And come see us if you, you're out and about. It's beautiful. There's lots of campgrounds around. There's and you can drift down the river. The nearby river is just absolutely stunning. You can go out to the coast. It's just amazing the things that you can do there where you can really separate yourself from all of the madness that is COVID-19. Tom Rodriguez, a wonderful person to have on our show. I sure appreciate it. And we're going to be back here next week uh, with uh, more suggestions, more things to talk about. And Tom, I have you back in a couple of weeks because I want to talk food with you because we didn't get a chance to, to dive into the food subject, but you are a foodie in a very big way. And I'd love to talk like two food lovers uh, just effusively talking about their favorite passion. Sounds good. Okay. What's for lunch? I'm on a diet right now. What's for lunch is cabbage. But <laughs> that's a subject for another time. Thanks so much for listening to Grape Encounters. Remember, we have over 575 shows online for you to listen to. So if you should get bored during this uh, COVID crisis, tune in because every show is a barrel of fun. We will be back here next week at this very same time. Thanks for listening. I want to remind you that Grape Encounters Radio has been brought to you by Total Wine and More. You know, when you sell over 8,000 wines under one roof, you're going to meet consumers from every walk of life with different tastes and needs. Luckily, Total Wine has everybody covered with their nearly endless selection of wines to choose from, plus a variety of ways to shop. They even have in-store pickup and contactless curbside pickup, so you're in and out in a flash. From your favorite picks to rare finds, there's always something new to discover at Total Wine and More. Order today at TotalWine.com.